Wow, my friends. Wow. We're back. Had yesterday off, obviously. First time we've been on these airwaves to react to what has happened over the weekend. Your Milwaukee Bucks are in the NBA Finals. Unbelievable, dude. They don't stop here. The Suns, the Bucks. To hoist the championship trophy. Best of seven. Unbelievable. I don't think, as a Milwaukee Bucks fan, I ever thought this day would come where they would once again get back to the NBA Finals. Uh, the first time since 1974. There's only one thing left to do, Rowdy, and that's win the whole effing thing. Good morning, Rowdy. The Bucks are in the finals. Yeah, yes, they are. And you wow. know what's hilarious now that you say it that way? What? Guess what I did over the weekend? Uh, watch watched, Major League. I watched Major League and Major League Two. I've not seen Major League Two in quite some time. How Major League Jeff definitely the better. Yeah. Oh, for sure. How's how did Major League Two hold up over the test of time? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in like fifteen years. It's not terrible. <laughs> But, it's, but no it's, major not, league. it's not Major League. Unbelievable. The only thing left to do is to win the whole effing thing as the Milwaukee Bucks, the first time since 1974, are in the NBA's finals. Their last ring, like I said, came in 1971 when they were led by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Oscar Robertson. I don't. Someone needs to do a wellness check on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because when the Bucks were going against the Brooklyn Nets, he was saying Kevin Durant would be too much for the deer. And uh, would lose. Well, the Bucks not only dispatched the Nets, but they actually a fruition, a prophecy uh, coming t- to fruition, a prophecy coming true as the Bucks beat the Atlanta Hawks in six, pretty handily, by the way. Uh, there was no doubt over uh, that game six game either. And then the Bucks, wow, in the NBA Finals, no Giannis Adendakumbo, no problem as the Greek freak remains doubtful uh, for tonight. Rowdy, let me ask you though, Greek Greek freak Giannis. He's doubtful tonight. It's game one. But if it was game seven, so if the Hawks were to win on Saturday night, there would be a game tonight, game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you think Giannis would have played tonight? I don't know. I don't know. I still thought as of yesterday afternoon that he was going to play today. Yeah, I mean, same. But, yeah, apparently Giannis did some stuff yesterday uh, on the court. But head coach Mike Boonholzer said they're making progress, but he doesn't have any expectations. Of course, he says one way or the other. But he is listed as doubtful tonight. I don't know if Giannis is going to play. Um, we'll hey. see. Hey. hey, we've had guys in the NBA come come out at this time in the morning as out for the game, and then by, uh, what was it, probably about 3 p.m., they were all of a sudden in and starting. Yeah, it was uh, out at 6 a.m., and then around, I think, 9 a.m., Rowdy, he was listed as doubtful, and then he was starting that night. That will be James Harden for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> and now he did look like a shell of himself. But he did go from out to starting um, in about a total of eight hours. Now, in those, I remember the Brooklyn Nets series, thinking about James Harden, who was on the sidelines as, you know, with the, the hamstring injury. I don't remember him, like, you know, up and about being a, a little firecracker on the sidelines, pumping his teammates up, you know, going nuts, walking around a bunch. I don't really remember that. I remember him just kind of sitting there. Giannis Dendekumbo. In his uh, games leading up to uh, tonight, Giannis, after getting injured, hyperextending his knee, he was up around walking, pumping the guys up, pumping his fist, doing everything he can to, uh, to be a good teammate. So I don't know, Giannis missed roughly the last two and a half games against the Hawks and after sustaining that injury. Sat behind the bench during game five, but was constantly talking to teammates uh, when the Bucks clinched the series in six. 
Giannis was front and center on the bench standing most of the game. So Chris Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday, they've stepped up big time in his absence, as well as Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez. Hell, the overall team, Rowdy, has just been getting it done. Did you get to watch much of that Saturday game? Did you see the Bucks get it done Saturday night? I was tuning in here and there. I wasn't 100% focused on it because yeah. I'm like, well, if they lose, <laughs> then we'll get to see another game on Monday. If they win, nice. Yeah. I was watching more of the Brewers. Yeah, Brewers, who've been on a tear lately as well, uh, have dropped two in a row. Still number one in the NL Central. Still one of the best teams in baseball. We've got to talk about the Brew Crew. Uh, Brew Crew, excuse me. Also got to talk about the All-Stars they got. Three pitchers for the first time in franchise history. And for the first time, I think since 2007, they don't have a single player in the field, despite being one of the best teams in the majors. I have a feeling, though, that uh, Omar Nervaez and Freddie Peralta might be able to win that that final vote. Yeah, speaking of that, we got, we got to get into some uh, that final vote here. And Freddie Peralta getting Freddie Peralta getting snubbed is absolutely criminal. Uh, the fact that Freddie Peralta has not been named an All Star is nuts. The dude belongs in the MLB's All Star game. Uh, so we'll get to that. Omar Narvaez, like Rowdy just said, also getting robbed. Uh, I can't believe the Brewers, who sit. Let's see what are, what are they at right now, Rowdy? What are the Brewers at? Thirty five wins. Or 51 wins and 35 losses. I mean, 51 and 35. Six games ahead of the Cincinnati Reds in the NL Central. One of the best. I think it's the third best record in the National League. Don't have a single player in the field. So we'll get to that. Uh, Also, if you missed it, Rowdy, Aaron Rodgers spoke. Aaron Rodgers speaks. He talks about his time away from football as he gears up for the match, which is tonight. The match, Aaron Rodgers, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady. Who will be champions of the match? What do you think of the match? You're going to use it at all? <laughs> will I tune in at all? Mm, the, uh, the match, the Brewers, or the NBA Finals with the Bucks and the Suns? Mm. Yeah. Kind of a bad timing, especially for Wisconsin sports, right? Yeah. Well, it's God, this, this is a time when you need like three, four TV sets. Uh, let's. I think it starts at 4 p.m., though, so it'll probably be over... Probably be getting done when it done ish when the Bucks are getting things going at what six ten and then definitely be done because the Bucks or the Brewers, Brewers I mean, are at six six ten and the Bucks are at eight o'clock. Excuse me. Hmm. I'm sure I'm sure I'll tune in a little bit, but if this would have been like a normal July night slash afternoon, you're probably going to watch it because the Bucks are already well. The NBA is already done. Yeah, in a normal season. Yeah, and. You have the Brewers who it would just be another whatever type game, so you'd probably be flicking back and forth. But now with it being the NBA Finals, the Brewers being a top-five team in baseball, and this is just kind of on, it's definitely going to be ranked third out of <laughs> this those def- three. It's definitely third. Uh, Bucks definitely won for me. Brewers second. The match third. Um, I'm sorry. Just, you know, when I look at uh, the match, I want to see what Aaron Rodgers has to say, but I don't. I don't foresee Rodgers giving up too many juicy nuggets out on the course unless uh, him and Bryson DeChambeau uh, like get into the aiming fluid and uh, a little truth serum, a little uh, John Daly's, if you will, on the course and get a little loose-lipped and uh, you know Rodgers forgets he's mic'd up and starts spilling the beans to Bryson DeChambeau of why he uh, hasn't been around and if he's going to show up. I don't think that's ha- that's happening. In fact, I don't think they can drink on the course, can they? Rob? Yeah, I don't see that <laughs> happening at all. So outside of that, I don't think much is going to happen besides some uh, shabby golf games between Rodgers and Brady. 
and then Phil Mickelson, lefty, and uh, Bryson DeChambeau, whose caddy just quit on him. Uh, they'll be the ones carrying the two. So, uh, yeah, not, not not too excited for the match, but I'm sure we'll get some, a couple little nuggets out of it. thing I'm most excited about, get back to it, though, your Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely incredible. Um, wow. I don't even know how to, like, attack this team right now because what they've been able to accomplish is nothing short of, you know, incredible in uh, in a sense because Giannis Adenokounmpo, when he hyperextended that knee, and the Nuggets, the Nuggets, and the Hawks went on to win. I thought to myself, man, the nut kick continuum is going to kick us and kick us hard as Wisconsin sports fans because Giannis and that knee, at the time, I thought he tore his ACL. I thought he tore everything in his knee and he was done for good. Um, but right now, I'm looking right here NBA Finals odds, Rowdy. The Suns are minus 200 to the Bucks plus 175. Right now, I'm looking at the TV set game one, the spread, the, the Suns are favored by six points. Over the Bucks, who the Bucks have to hit the road. Wow, the Suns are favored minus two hundred to plus one seventy five. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that they're figuring that Giannis isn't going to play with that number. So what do we think? I mean, with everything about Giannis, there's I mean, so the, many layers the, to the this Bucks onion. haven't beat the Suns this season even with Giannis. That's that's a really good point. They're zero and two, and they've lost by one point both games. And that was with Giannis on the court and playing extremely well in both of them. Now, one of those games, they didn't have Drew Holiday. And in another one of those games, Chris Middleton was pretty much non-existent. Well, Chris Middleton now has really put himself on the map, and Drew Holiday has done that as well. The Bucs, just as a team in general, have been looking pretty damn good. But yeah, there's a reason why the uh, Phoenix Suns are in the NBA's finals. And it's not like the Suns were without their controversy either. If I remember correctly, Chris Paul, he had to be sidelined for a while with COVID-19, right? Yeah, but he's back now. Yeah, yeah he is he, back. playing. So the Suns had to do, you know, go through some adversity to get to the NBA Finals, just like the Bucks had to go through adversity to get the NBA Finals. A lot of people, let's just clear the air right here. A lot of people I see, I think, salty that their team is not in the NBA Finals, and everyone's talking about how they need to have an asterisk to this season because of all the injuries, how they had to, uh, you know, shortened time coming back from last season. In no way, shape, or form should anyone ever, maybe last year in the bubble, you could make a case for an asterisk, but this year, no asterisks whatsoever. Well, they were talking about, this is last year, a lot of people were about how, you know, with the stoppage and then the restart in a bubble with how it was played, that it was kind of an asterisk. Almost everyone mentioned that, at least at some point when it was restarting. Except for when LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers won the championship. Then no one said anything about then an Then no one said anything about an asterisk. It was just LeBron won another title. Yeah. And LeBron got a title. And now it's no LeBron and anything. Well, there should be an asterisk to this season. LeBron said if they were to even, listen to him. Even though there was no stoppage, even though it was agreed upon that they would start later, closer to Christmas. Yeah, they and agreed it upon it. Agreed upon that they would end in July. Well, there's no Kawhi. There was no, you know, the insert injured person here. I'm like, Asterix, stop. Here's the thing about professional sports. People get hurt. In fact, people get hurt every single year, uh, despite there being COVID-19 or, uh, you know, a bubble or anything. No matter what, people will get hurt. Even in uh, in a bubble-wrapped world that we live in, people still get hurt. 
There will be no asterisk, Rowdy. Well, I think there should be an asterisk for the Green Bay Packers multiple seasons because they were rolling multiple years, and then Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. Yeah, there should be an asterisk right there. Totally. Whoever won that, the Patriots probably won that year. They, they should have an asterisk. Right I like how it's how you can just guess the Patriots probably won. <laughs> it's probably the Patriots that year. There should be an asterisk next to it. Uh, no asterisks. In fact, if you want to argue having an asterisk, I'm just going to say you're an idiot. I specifically remember watching almost every single regular season game when the Milwaukee Bucks only won 15 games. I said to myself, and many people ask me, why are you putting yourself through this nonsense? How about you actually focus on a team that wins and cares about winning and cares about the fan base? Like, there's something about it, dude. This Giannis kid, man, this Giannis kid looking pretty good. Rowdy, did you ever think that uh, when the Bucks drafted, what was your first thought when the Bucks drafted Giannis Adenakumbo? Your first well, thought. I'll never forget it because I was sitting in one of my buddies' living rooms with, with, an, with two different buddies, and we were all saying, oh, who do you think they're going to select? Oh, I think I want him to take this guy. I want him to take this guy. And then they get to the pick, and all of a sudden they pronounce some name that no one knows how to say. He's from Greece, and I remember all of us coming to the same conclusion going, oh, another European big man, because they said he was 6'7 and had room to grow. Yep. Another European big man that won't amount to anything. Because the Bucs had a, a stretch of that where it's like, man, I mean, what was the best one? Andrew Bogut, the Aussie? Other than that, I remember when the Bucks drafted that, uh, I don't even remember his name correctly, Yi... Yi Jing Ling or whatever. Yi, and he literally said, well, his agent said, Bucks, do not draft my client. He does not want to play for you. He won't play for you. What do the Bucks do? They freaking draft him. Same thing with Joe Alexander out of West Virginia. Yep. And he's he proclaims that uh, the Milwaukee Bucks ruined him. Now, I will say that, one, it was a mistake for the Bucks to select him because both of them verbally didn't want to play for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Also bad for the Bucks to select them because not only did they not want to play for the Bucks, they just weren't good. Yeah. So Rowdy, they select the the you know the Greek freak Giannis Adenakumbo, and your immediate thought was another big man out of Europe who's going to be a bust. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. And then when he walked up to the stage, you're like, this guy. <laughs> I I remember when the Bucks drafted Giannis Adenakumbo, my first thought was, who, who, Giannis Adenakumbo. Who is this guy? I don't, I don't even know how to say his name. I immediately started trying to figure out how to say his name because the zone had first started around that time too, Rowdy. That was the first time the zone had ever uh, kicked on. And I'm thinking to myself, I got to say this guy's name as we just started a new radio station? Well, he we was had like, it phonetically spelled out on the board. He was like six foot seven, and probably weighed like 185 pounds. Yeah, like his wingspan is like... He's going to grow away over seven feet, maybe. Yeah, he was a kid that was obviously extremely shy, did not speak very good English. No. And you're like, this is the guy. And they're all the broadcast is talking about how raw this kid is. This kid's very raw. You know, they hope they can grow into something. They saw something to him, yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking to myself, the Milwaukee Bucks really are going to do this. And, Rowdy, that was coming off of um, – Let's see here. That's when they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, that's coming off a year when they lost to uh, the, the Miami Heat uh, in the playoffs. And then they draft Giannis Dendekumo, the 2013 NBA draft. And you know what you get that year? 15 wins and 67 losses. 
15th. Sorry for Jabari. Yep. And then all of a sudden, what happens in the 2014-15 season? Well, you start seeing a little growth <laughs> or in the 15th, in the, and you get Jabari, right? And oh, you, okay. So after that terrible and season. you get back to the first round. You know how the clear-cut studs in that upcoming draft were either Jabari Parker or uh, Andrew Wiggins? Yep. And it was like those were the top two guys, and then there was everybody else? Yep. You saw as a Bucks fan, you're like, okay, as long as they don't get completely screwed in this lottery, they have either Andrew Wiggins or they have Jabari Parker. If the kid can grease can be anything and the team that they already have, maybe they'll be all right here pretty soon. And the kid from Greece. And I was I was pro Jabari Parker over Same. Andrew Wiggins. Same. So when all of a sudden they got the second pick and was it the Cavaliers that selected Andrew Wiggins? I'm like, yes, we're getting Jabari Parker. Yep. And he might be the best player on this team. Well, that was the thing, right? Jabari's going to be the, your number one, and Giannis, you know, maybe your number two. <laughs> wow, how how that? I don't even know what quickly. team Jabari Parker plays for. To be completely honest, I I want to say the Wizards. Let me just check. Jabari Parker plays for oh, the Boston Celtics. Could have told you that. Could have fooled me. Had no idea. No clue. Uh, before that, Rowdy. Let's see. In the 2020-2021 season. Jabari Parker played for uh, the the Raptors, the Kings, and then the Celtics. So he's bumped around a little bit. So there you go. Uh, but wow, from Giannis Ndekumbo, from where they drafted him. I have an interview that I want to play coming up here of Giannis when he sit uh, sits down and talks about what he wants to do. Because I remember the announcer, the interviewer, was like, "He's like, hey, you can go like you know, essentially to the G- it wasn't called the G League at the time. Like, you can go down, you know, the G League to develop your game, or you know, you can try your hand right at the NBA." And Giannis is like, in his broken English, "I want to go to the NBA. I want to go to the NBA." And my God, the guy, uh, everyone watching it around me was like, "Who is who is this guy? What who who is this skinny little rail of a kid who doesn't you know?" I remember they had the story that he had to go and uh, buy a suit. He didn't even know he had to have a suit. Do you remember that? Hearing that, Rowdy Could, didn't even know he had to have a suit. So it would have been cooler if he showed up with no suit. Yeah, just like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> what do you want from me, guys? What's going on? Like, I don't know any better. And then I remember um, the first year, Giannis Dendekumbo was wiring a bunch of his money home uh, to his family in Greece, and he wired so much money home that he forgot to save some for a cab ride uh, to the Bucks the Bucks practice facility. So Giannis Dendekumbo wires all his money home, realizes he doesn't have any money to get to practice, so he starts running down the streets of Milwaukee to practice. And when you got a guy who, you know, was he 6'11 now, but a guy at the time was like 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", who definitely looks a little out of place running down the cold streets of Milwaukee, some random people drove by like, hey, aren't you that Giannis guy that they drafted? Would you like a ride to practice? Yes, yes, thank you, thank you, yes. So let's give Giannis a ride to practice as he's wiring all his money home for his parents and his family. The story of Giannis Ndekumbo is absolutely incredible. Uh, it's The story of Giannis is a literal, literal rags-to-riches story. It is absolutely incredible of what Giannis Ndekumbo came from, what his parents came from, to where he is now as the Bucks are in the NBA's finals. Absolutely incredible. Browdy, I have this uh, clip I wanted to play. It was when Giannis Adendokounmpo, the Greek freak, was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. I remember watching the NBA's draft and thinking to myself, how will the Milwaukee Bucks screw it up this year? <laughs> As a Bucks fan, all I've known is pain and suffering. And when the Bucks came time to select um, their pick in Giannis Adendokounmpo, 
I said to myself, who in the hell is this guy? Pick 15th, round one. The Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adendekumbo. I said, who? Giannis Adendekumbo? This guy is going to be a bum. This guy is going to be another bust for the Milwaukee Bucks. This guy, I don't know what they're doing, picking Giannis Adendekumbo. Rowdy, I think you're the same way. I think everyone is that way. I think 99.9% of people were the same way. Or they were like that 0.01% that were just like, for some reason, we're trying to be positive about their favorite team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, yeah, this guy's going to be great. Of course he's going to be good. Do you remember when... um... God, who was the player? So I need your memory, Rowdy. When Giannis was on the court his rookie year, was it Rashad? Was it Rashad Evans? When Giannis was standing there and some guy, I think he was on the Pistons at the time. Reggie at, Evans. Reggie Evans looks at Giannis. Giannis is like inbounding a ball after he had done some like spectacular play because you could just see the raw talent of Giannis at Dendekumbo. And Reggie Evans looks at Giannis. Who, Reggie's sitting on the bench. He looks at Giannis who's inbounding the ball. And he goes, how old are you? And Giannis looks at him and goes, 20. And the guy goes, damn. We knew. He knew. Everyone knew that Giannis was going to be something special. And then all of a sudden, the Greek freak, a two-time MVP. Check this out. This is the night that Giannis Adenakumbo was drafted, and he sat down for an interview. The English is a little broken, obviously. I mean, he just came over from Greece. But this is a young Giannis who was, what, 19 at the time? Just a kid. Has no idea what to expect. Never even been to America before. Didn't even have a suit. They had to take him, you know, that morning of the NBA draft to go get a suit like tailored for him really quick. So he didn't even have a suit. Yeah, he would have been during this draft. Or, if this is this a yeah, interview this, from right after the yeah, draft? Yeah, so he's eighteen. Then. So he would have been eighteen. Eighteen, no suit. Never been to America. Barely ever even watched the NBA. Uh, he would get like a Christmas game, a couple of the marquee games, but outside of that, he never even really watched the NBA. Here is Giannis. Right after getting drafted from the Milwaukee Bucks, what an interview! Take a listen. Well, with me, the youngest player in the draft, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Going to the Milwaukee Bucks. You haven't spent a lot of time in the United States. What's it mean to suddenly know that you're in the NBA? No, it's uh, it's a wonderful feeling. I can't describe how excited I feel. You know, it's a, it's a dream come true from the from Europe to the NBA from Division Two. Of the Europe, no, even, even, no, even in the Division One in Europe, Division Two, to the NBA, it's wonderful. You know? What do you think was your breakthrough that scouts saw you and decided that you could play in this league? I don't really know. I don't really know. Just, I just play the game. I don't care about the scouts. I get to the NBA just like that. How much you watch the NBA and who do you think you play a game like? Um, I I don't watch a lot the NBA, but I watch a few games, the finals, you know, with LeBron James. I like I like KD, I like K- K- Kevin Durant, I like LeBron James. People say people say I play like uh, Kevin Durant, but now in the NBA, you know, you you, you don't look at other players, just look yourself. How are you gonna you gonna improve? And I hope I improve. At work, I work hard, and when I get ready, split into into the NBA. You have your choice now. You could stay in Europe, 
and maybe come to the NBA later or come right away? What are you going to do? Right away, in the NBA. Straight in the NBA. Well, congratulations. You made it. Thank you. That is insane. That is incredible. Giannis, I'm like, that's emotional for Giannis and Nakumbo. I like LeBron James. I like Kevin Durant. Well, LeBron James ate in the NBA Finals. He's out. You just beat Kevin Durant last series. One of the best games you've ever had. Game 7 in Brooklyn. Giannis takes down KD and company with the help of Chris Middleton. And now he's in the NBA Finals. Hopefully we'll be playing because it would be kind of a travesty if we don't get Giannis playing in the NBA Finals. But what... What an interview from when he was drafted in the 2013 you know, NBA draft rowdy to where he is now. Back-to-back MVP, signed a Supermax deal. Him and all of his brothers are now have been in the NBA Finals. Yeah, and it's, pretty, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because he's like, basically how he goes, it's incredible because I wasn't even in the Division 1. Division 2. I'm in Division 2. Straight to the NBA, Division 2. It's, it's... It's incredible. That interview with Giannis is Because normally when you're talking about drafting these European guys, you're talking about drafting some of the best European talent that there is in Europe. Or guys that are like these young superstars that are like like these guys that are playing in the Division I league, in the leagues where everyone has heard of them since they were, you know, teenagers. Yeah. And then they're buying their time. Not a guy that was playing in the Division II not yeah. a guy that he was he was sharing shoes with his brothers. Not a guy that looks the way that Giannis looked especially then. Yeah, I mean you, you saw the raw talent. You saw the guy it was like grainy YouTube videos. Like the Sasquatch film. You're like, "Man, I don't know if this is real or not." Well, Giannis is real. He is a uh, god. Well, like think incredible. about think about uh, some of the guys that would be drafted that hot or you know, in the top 15 picks that are guys that are from Europe. It's like the poor Zinguses, it's the Doncic. Those are all guys that have been like known as like great players or playing on their national team since they were like, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old. They yeah. were all these big time superstars that everyone knew about. This was some kid that shared shoes with his brother from his family who's dirt poor, running both ways, obviously, to the gym in some dilapidated gym playing against like hairy European dudes smoking cigarettes at halftime. And there's Giannis Adenokounmpo, raw, talented. Let's get him to the NBA. Now he's a back-to-back MVP, and his team is in the NBA Finals. Wow, incredible. John Hammond, tip your hat, brother. The guy that went out and uh, drafted Giannis Yeah, I don't Adenokumbo. think John Hammond could have ever done any better. No, that's, I mean, that's, the, that's, a, that's a franchise-defining pick. You know, outside, uh, you got to go all the way back to the last time they did it with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, early 70s, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. That interview is cool. That interview is so cool with Giannis. Uh, his family, just the story of Giannis alone is incredible. His family from nothing, you know, getting into Greece, carving out a little niche of just trying to just keep their head above water with a bunch of kids. And they've, now they're in America living the dream, dude. Supermax contract. The addendum, how about this, Rowdy? I saw this and I laughed about it. The Ball Brothers. Lonzo, Lamelo, and Leangelo. You know how many finals appearances they have between the three? Zero. Then you got the Adendakumbo brothers. You know how many finals they have between those three? I three. Know, three. There's another one, too, who's uh, younger. but Isn't he still in college? Yeah, I think he's – I forget where he went. He was at the – he was playing at the – was he at Preble? Green Bay? Something no, like he was at Milwaukee. He was at the, 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 the prep school no, in the prep school there, that's what it was. Or the private school. I can't think of what I it can't was. think of Dominican. Yeah, Dominican. There you go. The Ball Brothers, Big Baller brand, zero final appearances. The, and then the Kumbo Brothers, three. Eat your heart out. 
Lavar, <laughs> big baller brand. Check this. Check this. Hi, Milwaukee. I'm Yanis Adetokumbo. Can you say my name? Well, let's let's listen right here, quick. Let's uh, let's check here. What do you think, Ready? Well, with me, the youngest player in the draft, Yanis Adetokumbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giannis is awesome. Please, God, let him play. Sports God, smile upon us and let Giannis play. Boys, let's talk a little Brewers here. Three players in the MLB All-Star Game, all pitchers. Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Joshua Hader. Freddie Peralta gets snubbed? I think he did. Yeah. I mean, purely looking at his numbers, there's not a whole lot of numbers where Corbin Burns is really any better than Freddie Peralta. But the small market brewers can't have that many pitchers on, on a roster. And Freddie Peralta kind of did it, I guess you would say, sneakily because there was no records. There was no sneaky good, a hundred percent, you know, fanfare from across the league looking to see if Corbin Burns was going to break this record. And remember that earlier in the season, we, yeah. everyone was following it. We were following Everybody. it. MLB Network was following it. Major League Baseball, the Twitter biggest odds makers, everyone was following it. Freddie Peralta's just kind of been quietly really good all year. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> if your friends jumped off the bridge, RJ, would you? <laughs> Freddie Peralta, absolutely crushing. Uh, he's what he's got: two point two three ERA, one hundred and twenty nine strikeouts, a whip of point nine, whip of point nine in ninety three innings. The fact that Freddie Peralta is not in the MLB All Star game is kind of a travesty. Other snubs, yes. Omar Nervaez was close. Thank you. I don't know if I would necessarily say that was a snub, but it's close. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that. No, I don't think there's anyone else that should be named. Where's yeah. Max Scherzer, by the way? Scherzer. He's uh, de-pantsing in front of some umps right now to make sure he's not having any sticky stuff, illegal substances. Just, yeah. um, <laughs> Milwaukee, though, three pitchers in the MLB also game for the first time in franchise history. Incredible. Woody, it's his second time. Uh, he's currently, what, 7-3? and three? No. Is he 7-3? and Because he took the loss yesterday. Is he 7-4 and four now, Rowdy? Yeah, he took a loss yesterday, unfortunately. And I think he still boasts the third-best ERA in all of baseball. Burns, Corbin Burns, that's his first trip. 82 innings of work this year. He's 4-4 four and four with a 2.41 ERA. And Josh Hader in saves. He's 20-20 for 20 and allowed just two runs in 33 appearances overall. Wow. Josh Hader, there's no doubt, has to be there. The guy's been absolutely filthy. He's mm-hmm. given up two runs all year. Yeah, yeah he's a like, he's a phenom. He, he has to be there. He's perfect in safe situations. Twenty for twenty, perfect. Brandon Woodruff has to be there. Perfect. There's no doubt about Brandon Woodruff. He's one of the better starting pitchers. He's got when it comes to well ERA, strikeouts, WHIP, innings pitch. He's one of the best guys up in that top five to ten pitchers in the league. Yep, he's got to be there. Now Corbin Burns. Versus Freddie Peralta, that's more of like a toss-up if you purely look at the numbers. Well, Rowdy, doesn't um, Freddie Peralta have, I mean, he's got the better record, obviously. That's not Burns' fault. He also (laughs) has the... That's uh, the offense's fault. He he has all the run support for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, so Freddie Peralta has the better record. Uh, What's Burns' ERA again? Because Freddie Peralta's 2.23. 2.41, I think it is. So Freddie Peralta edges him out on the ERA, and I think Peralta probably edges him on the strikeouts, too. Because Freddie Peralta's got 100. Freddie Peralta does have nine more strikeouts than Corbin Burns. What's the whip of Freddie Burns? Peralta's? 0. 0.9. Oh, same as same as Peralta. Yeah, they have almost identical whips. Freddie Peralta has nine more strikeouts. 
He's logged 11 more innings. Lower ERA. They've... Freddie Peralta has appeared in a few more games. He has a lower ERA. He's seven and three to Corbin Burns is four and four. And war, Freddie Peralta has a three point one war to Corbin Burns two point six. War, what is it good for Rowdy? Did Burns Absolutely miss two nothing. starts <laughs> when you. he was out with COVID? Uh, I think over the season, I th- think it's two. I think you're right. Yeah. But you have to remember, Freddie Peralta's made every single start, and right. yep. he pitched in that first series against the Minnesota Twins out of relief. Yeah. Is Freddie or uh, is Corbin Burns? Now, good on him for being the All-Star game. Like I agree yeah. with it. I think Freddie Peralta should also be in the All-Star game. But is Corbin Burns in it over Freddie Peralta just because of what you said a little earlier, Rowdy, is the uh, strikeout record? I, I honestly think so. I think it's because of the, the strikeout record Before for strikeouts without a walk. Not only was it the longest to start a season, but at the time it was also the longest in baseball history. Until that cheater Garrett Cole Until Garrett Cole broke it like a week later. Who, by the way, has uh, kind of fallen off a and little bit. And let's also Sticky not forget... Stuff. About Corbin Burns and the story of Corbin Burns, where it was he was statistically the worst pitcher in 2019 in Major League Baseball. I think he was this rowdy. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. To all of a sudden in 2020 being a top five in the Cy Young candidate in candidacy, had he gotten two more? What was it one or two more outs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he a, was. No, I think it was a. Was he? Yeah, yeah. he was like one or two outs yeah, short one, I think of one qualifying. Out. I think it was one out. for starting pitching. And he would have been in the top five of the Cy Young. Mm -hmm. And now this year, he's obviously doing it again. And then there was the little records thrown in there. I honestly think that's why. Yeah. Oh, totally. And like I said, Freddie Peralta has been pretty quietly good the whole season. He's gotten run support. Yes, that's helped him. But then when you also think about it, he was a guy that in the first game of the season came in and pitched out of relief, even though he was supposed to be yeah. the fifth man in the rotation. And we're all like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I remember that. I forgot about that though. right now. Yeah. So, for, I mean, Freddie Peralta just has been quiet, going about it quietly and been really good quietly, where Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff have gotten more media for coverage. Sure. Freddie, and all, all four of the pitchers deserve to be at the All-Star game for sure. No doubt. Uh, we'll talk more about it coming up. Uh, we got Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show on the way. I'm curious. I, I will say this, though. A couple of the pitchers that are starters are the only representatives from their team. And that's yeah. also why I think that that like, rule is garbage. Uh, guy from Colorado. I can't say his name at all. I don't know if it's Jermaine or German. Probably oh. Jermaine. Uh, Mark Marquez. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not an all-star. Three three fifty nine ERA. Uh, it, only 105 strikeouts on the year. Seven and six. Well, everyone needs a representative, right? right? Yeah. But that's that's another one. Like Rowdy says, that's it's stupid. That and the fan vote need to go away. Yeah. Well, the fact that the Brewers are one of the best teams in baseball, I think they're the the fourth best record now in the NL, or third or fourth best record, and they don't have a single player in the field. Well, do you remember when the San Diego Padres were absolute trash? Yeah. And you could tell that they were trying to rebuild, and kind of like the Astros were, they were basically cutting costs. Is that when they almost had the entire starting infield? No, you're thinking of the Royals. The Royals. The Padres were really bad. They were cutting costs. They were rebuilding. And old friend of the Milwaukee Brewers for about three months, Drew Pomerantz, <laughs> he was an all-star. He was an all-star for yeah. the Padres as a starting pitcher. Yeah. His numbers weren't anywhere near starting pitcher level. But then when all of a sudden it comes time to trade the guy, <clears throat> They trade him to Boston, and all of a sudden he comes with an all-star tag. So yeah. the price is going to go up, too. Yeah, Brewers, 
Not one, not two, but three All-Stars, All-Pitchers. Brandon Woodruff, the big woo. Corbin Burns. What's his nickname? Burnsy. Burnsy. Yeah, every baseball player is going to have a Y at the end of their name. Burnsy. I think that's what they actually do call him, but like you said. Yeah. Uh, and then there is uh, Josh Hader. Old Joshy. <laughs> the Haterade. So there's your three. There should be four, though. Freddie Peralta got snubbed. What is her? What is her? Marquez doing on there, Rowdy? That's a good question. It's the rule where every team needs to have at least one all-star. My feelings were hurt because the Rockies didn't have one, so Herman Marquez had to go on. He it does not hold a flame to Freddie Peralta. Yeah, and the Rockies' bullpen is absolutely terrible, so you weren't going to find a reliever. Starting pitching's not great either. And then you, when you look at all the guys in the field for him, Charlie Blackman is not the Charlie Blackman of old. Trevor Story's been banged up this year. And they traded away Nolan Arenado. So so there was few and far between for choices in the field. I guess they're like, okay, we'll probably just grab one of their better starters. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we gotta take somebody. Uh, we'll take you. Yeah, you're good enough. Well, Freddie Peralta should be in there. Freddie Peralta has better numbers than uh, Corbin Burns, who's an all-star. Better record, more strikeouts, lower ERA, same whip. Um, more innings pitched, right, for Freddie Peralta? Yeah, their their numbers are pretty much identical, except for Freddie Peralta's got the lower ERA. Freddie Peralta's got a little bit more strikeouts. But other than that, their numbers are pretty similar. But Freddie Peralta is left at home. Well, and good on Corbin Burns. Like, happy for him, obviously. No, he should be there, he too. Should That's be. the yeah. thing. Like, Freddie Peralta should be alongside those other three, though. That's... That's obvious. And then you look at Omar Nervaez, and it was like splitting hairs between him, JT Realmuto, and uh, Buster Posey. You could have taken two out of those three, and I don't think you would have come up with a wrong answer. Yeah, so looking at here, the NL All-Star pitchers. Uh, let's see here. The Padres got two. You Darvish. Is it is it Melikon, Rowdy? Mark Melikon? Melanson. Well, <laughs> butchered that one. Melanson. So I got Rowdy. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. Mets, Giants have Kevin Gooseman. Craig Kimbrell is on there. He's actually performed quite well this year. Big bounce back year for him. Now, the Cubs have lost 10 in a row. In fact, uh, Eric Sogard has been pitching lightly for the Cubs out of the pen. He is a position player, by the way. Uh, Herman Marquez, we just talked about him. Alex Reyes of the Cardinals. Zach Wheeler for the Phillies. Then you got Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Josh Hader. And then out of the Marlins, Rowdy Trevor Rogers. Why is Freddie Peralta not in this? Like, what the hell? What? This, like, does they? I don't get it. I don't understand. Burns is on there, rightfully so. But I know we talked about this like three hours ago. But is Burns, is Freddie Peralta not on there because they needed someone else, obviously, from another team, just so no feelings were hurt? And that Corbin Burns also, despite having some lesser, slightly lesser numbers than Peralta, Burns was chasing and got history? Well, I think the big, his biggest thing is the fact that they have these the rule where every team has to have at least one player Mm -hmm. I think it's the only league of the major leagues that actually have that rule because the Hawks didn't have a all-star in the NBA this year now granted Trey Young was an all-star the year before and I don't believe they have that rule in the NFL can he get in on a fan vote, or is that just picked for the man? Uh, Freddie, I'm pretty sure that 
either Freddie Peralta or Omar Narvaez, one at least one of them should have a shot at getting voted. Now, in. did Omar Narvaez get snubbed? I saw a lot of people trying to make the case that Narvaez was snubbed. I, I don't think so. I think you could have. There were three catchers that deserved to be there. Buster and, Posey, Real, uh, Real Mudo, and Narvaez. And all, yeah, all of their numbers are really similar. Let's see here. Buster Posey, seventh All Star selection, three twenty eight average, twelve home runs, twenty eight RBIs, a uh, OPS of nine sixty eight. A Real Mudo, third All Star selection, two sixty three average, eight home runs, thirty one RBIs, and an OPS of eight oh five. Omar Narvaez, betting three oh one. Seven dingers, 25 RBIs, and an 852 OPS. Yeah, and he actually just hit a home run yesterday as well. Yeah, he's been sniping too. Yeah, when you look at their numbers defensively, they're all relatively the same as well. So there was a time which when is, we Which got, is a good thing for Omar Narvaez because he was... Remember when they traded for him? He was statistically a top five hitting catcher, but he was also statistically the worst defensive catcher that played in major league baseball that year. Yeah. Kind of like Corbin Burns was statistically the worst major league baseball starting pitcher in 2019. Yep. <laughs> Man, how the, t- how the turntables have turned for the my, Milwaukee my, my. Brewers. Well, my, my, my. When you look at, um, well, the fact that Omar Narvaez was completely trash last year, especially defensively for the Brewers and offensively. You already knew coming in he was going to be bad defensively. Now all of a sudden this year he's having one of his better hitting seasons just in general, and he was known to be a hitting catcher. And defensively he's become about average, which is huge. Yeah, crazy. Especially, (laughs) which is huge because it's, it's especially good because Manny Pena, who's known as the defensive catcher, now granted he's still been pretty good defensively he's been so bad hitting the baseball yes and the brewers despite having no one in the field nobody in the field for the mlb all-star game coming up here one of the best teams in all of the majors let's see here out of the nl east the mets lead the way at 44 and 37 by the way brewers unfortunately lost to the mets pete alonzo former madison maller Mallard breaking it up in the seventh inning with the RBA double. He got it done. They're back at it tonight. First pitch is at 610. Broadcast starts at 535 right here at 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, The Zone. W-O-Z-N. Thank you, Rowdy. Mets are first place NL East. NL West. Whew, that thing is log jammed. The Giants, 53-31. and 31. The Dodgers, 53-32. and 32. The Padres, 50-37. and 37. Whew. Brewers. Top of the NL Central, 51 and 35. The Reds now in second place, 44 and 40, six games behind. The Cubs, who have lost 10 straight <laughs> at 42 and 43. Cardinals right behind them, 42 and 44, 31 and 53 go to the Pirates. So, Rowdy, the Brewers, I mean, if they're take away the NL West, which is hard to do, Brewers have the best record in the NL. Other than that, the Giants, Dodgers are better than them. Then you go to the AL, the Red Sox have a better one. They're top of the AL East, and the Strohs have a better one. That's it. I'm yeah, the, the, Brewers the Milwaukee there. Brewers are about the third best team in the NL. They're about the fifth best team in Major League Baseball. And with how good that uh, NL West has been this year, I don't think anyone sees the Los Angeles Dodgers falling off, do you? Well, with I'm, all of that talent, with no. all that money. Well, they lost. Uh, they got that little, that little uh, extracurricular stuff now of Trevor Bauer getting suspended. And Dave Roberts said that they actually weren't anticipating getting him back after that 
uh, week long um, um, hiatus. He was, what, yeah, what, was what, like they, a, what do they dab it? Um, um, in administrative leave? Yeah, Trevor Bauer. They're not. It didn't sound like they're expecting him back after a week. But again. They have just... They got so much money in players that... They have so much wealth in players. It, it I don't think it'll... It'll yeah. affect their official win total, but it's not going to be like, oh, the Dodgers aren't going to be a playoff team this year. Yeah, exactly. And then you look at San Diego Padres. I don't see them really falling. Or They have too good of starting pitching, and they have too many uh, young stars on that team to fall off and be like... Well, I think the Cubs or the Reds or the Cardinals will be able to catch them. Only way the Brewers are making the playoffs is if they win the NL Central, right? I mean, I, that's all really the wild cards go out the West. That's really how it's trending. San Francisco, I mean, that we've talked about them a little bit. They were a team that were projected only win like 75 games, but... They're 53 and 31. They've had a bunch of old... To be completely honest, they've had a lot of old has-beens that have all of a sudden turned it around. <laughs> is it because... Uh, okay, let me ask you. No, out of the AL, obviously, uh, the Yankees. Has Garrett Cole been bu- been outed? Yeah, him and uh, it's actually him and Araldis Chapman. Yeah, because they, they won't use Chapman now, will they? Like, I thought I was reading an article that they're, like, afraid to use Chapman now. Him him and Chapman have their numbers since that policy has been enforced have been god-awful. And who's the other guy uh, for the Red Sox that's been sucking ass now? Oh, Trevor. Or, um, Richards? Yeah, I think. I think it's Trevor Richards. Trevor Richards. (laughs) I love how some of these guys now uh, are getting outed. Like Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's like crying on the podium about it. But yet, (laughs) remember when there was an actual article written by a Chicago columnist talking about how the Brewers could be one of the teams that was cheating? Loser. Um, We saw the worst start that a Brewers starter of the three that were named between Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta. We've saw the worst start that one of those three have had since the policy was uh, implemented, and it was Brandon Woodruff last night. Yeah, and he wasn't even bad. <laughs> he like, went he went over six innings and he gave up four runs. Then that he, that was and he since looked, the policy was implemented. That's the worst start any of those three guys have had. And but he, he was, was like good dealing yeah. through the first six innings. He was dominant, and then all of a sudden just got a little dusted up. That's. I mean, Woody, the stupid guy out of uh, Chicago. What, what even? What even paper was that? Like the Chicago Herald or something? Like, whatever it was, a loser paper. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show joining us right now. Grant Bills, say it. It feels good. The Bucks Evo are in the NBA Finals. It does say good. It does feel good to say that. I'm, I'm glad you had a start this way. This is nice. Has it set in yet? Has it finally hit you that the Bucks are indeed since 1974 the first time in the NBA Finals? I think it'll probably hit me tonight when Chris Paul flops on one of the first couple of plays and then I get really mad and and then I kind of lose this euphoria and now I'm just kind of competitive and I and I want to win. So that'll probably kick in tonight. It's wild. I've been watching the NBA for uh, about 15 years and the finals has always been this really exclusive thing that like, hey, that's what LeBron goes to. That's where the Warriors play. Like it, it was never in my like realm of possibility for my team and the fact that my love for the NBA, especially for the playoffs and the finals this time of year, now that the Bucks get to be a part of that, that's pretty cool because it's never something that I expected to happen. Grant, Nelson and I were kind of going down a trip through memory lane a little bit and uh, reminiscing when the Milwaukee Bucks did indeed draft the Honest Adenikumbo. Nelly and I both had the same kind of thought. Who in the hell is this guy? And, oh, my God, another bust out of Europe somewhere. What, what did Grant Bills think? I remember at the time I was 
You're pretty. You're a little younger. A, yeah, I think I was a freshman in high school. I couldn't say his name for like two years. <laughs> I, and, I have spelled phonetically on a board in the studio. Yeah, like it was just a prod trying to say his name, and I. I think we were just as excited about their upcoming lottery pick, which turned out to be Jabari Parker. And we kind of had this image of, well, they'll have Jabari, and then they have this Greek guy whose name is taking us years to figure out how to pronounce. I I always thought Giannis would be a small part of something maybe bigger if this team was ever going to win instead of being the universe, like the center of the Bucks universe. So I I, I can't remember being too excited or too upset. I mean, at the time, he was an 18-year-old, which is how the NBA draft often goes. Grant, are you a big like memorabilia guy or like uh, sports card guy? Uh, sports cards, no. I have a little bit. Like my grandpa, who passed away about ten years ago, had a huge title towel collection. Like any towel the Packers have ever had, so I have some of those um, and some pictures and stuff. But not really, not too much. Why? So a fun fact with Giannis that I actually learned this summer was in his first year of of signing cards, he would actually sign the cards in his. Greek spelling of the name because it was oh, much really? shorter, and then he started Ooh. signing it with the longer, uh, well, with the with the African version of how he spells it now. So I guess his the first cards are probably more worth more than this. It's only he only did it for one year, wow. and they I've seen both of them next side to side, and it's a lot different looking. Wow. Hey Grant, we have a question for you uh, on Twitch from the King. He said, "Did Grant bleep his pants with excitement when the Bucks beat the Hawks game six? Yeah, I was watching. So here's what happened. Uh, my my parents have a boathouse. So we were watching down there and we were having beers all throughout. And then when they won, I had a buddy who was visiting as well for the night. I was watching with my dad. I stone, stone colded two beers, yes. threw the cans into my yard and jumped like directly yeah. in. Yes, and then jumped directly into the lake. That's what, what I did when the Bucks won. What? Um, I love the Grant yeah. Bills. Hey, Grant, so let me ask you. I mean, you've watched, <laughs> you you are the gatekeeper of uh, the NBA, of all people I know. Like, you say and could tell people who what we can cheer for and what we can't cheer for. I saw that on, <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. So, Grant Bills, what are we thinking about this matchup with the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks? I know uh, what the Bucks are 0-2 this season in the regular season against the Suns. What, what are we expecting this uh, series coming up here? Giannis had 50-plus in one of those games. Today i got to go back and revisit those Phoenix games because I remember at the time they were a huge deal. Really close games, really like gut-wrenching losses. And i got to go back and revisit those today because it feels like so long ago now that we're, what, two months into the postseason, a month and a half into the playoffs. I love this series because nobody on either team has ever won a title. So just from that standpoint, I think the finals are awesome. These are two unique teams, bunch of players, bunch of teams that we've never seen. And it's a story in development, right? The Bucks over years, worked together with Middleton and Giannis and finally got the right combination, finally made it work. And then Devin Booker's been in Phoenix for a while, and it's finally his time to shine with uh, a bunch of the younger players that they have. But also Chris Paul, who's never been to a final. So just from a fan perspective, this series is going to be awesome. I'm really excited to see Brooke Lopez and DeAndre Ayton, two centers who have had such a good playoff so far, watching those two match up and seeing if it's advantageous for them to go Ooh, big all the time with their centers or if they go smaller. Like, I think that's the, weirdly, that's the matchup I'm most excited about, especially with Giannis probably not going to play tonight. Can the Bucks do it without Giannis? Uh, probably not for the full seven games, but mm. I think they could win one or two, one of two or one of three to start the series without hey. him. Yeah. It's, I mean, how could you not feel that way after what you've seen? Against right? I was going to say, use your crystal tomorrow. ball, use your crystal ball, Grant Bills, and tell us, uh, will Giannis play in this series? Uh, I think, oh yeah, at some point in this series, yeah. 
Chris Haynes reported last week, or I guess a couple of days ago, that Giannis would have been cleared in a potential game seven yeah. against Atlanta. So I think now that they have a little bit more time to spare, I think it actually helps the Bucks to be the, the road team in this series because they're not expected to win these first two games, right? They're going to Phoenix anyways. These are games they're supposed to lose. So Giannis can have a little bit more rest. But yeah, absolutely, I think he'll be back at some point. Is Mike Budenholzer's job as safe as safe can be after doing what they, the Bucks have been able to accomplish without Giannis Dendekumbo to punch their tickets to the finals for the first time since 1974? Yo, I'm not saying he's an amazing coach all of a sudden, but he did some really good things in those last two games. Yeah. Coach Bud deserves some, some cred. Pat Connaughton, who everybody loves to rip, was great in Game 5 and Game 6. We just Teague, a bunch of players who we just do nothing but complain about. And Coach Bud had a really good couple of days there to help lift the Bucks to the finals without Giannis. So I feel like we got to give Coach Bud his due and, and a couple of other players as well, as I assume you've been doing with Chris Middleton. I haven't been listening this morning. I'm sorry. Grant, no. I just um, assume that's what you've been doing. Since it is now the month of July, I have I have one apology a month. And believe it or not, Grant Bills, sometime this month, probably today, maybe tomorrow, who knows, but I will apologize to head coach Mike Budenholzer and Chris Middleton. So there you go. Uh, you, you could you could be witnessing history. I'll I'll save the audio clip and send it to you once I do it. Okay. Did you see what Drew Holiday said uh, after the game? He said the way he plays, man. Him scoring twenty points in multiple quarters and multiple games. That's something I can tell my kids that I've witnessed. Like what he did at multiple times throughout the last couple of games to basically just take over a game. It is like that's not normal, right? You don't score twenty plus points in multiple quarters of a playoff series, and to do it, especially without Giannis, because that's always what we said with Chris Middleton. If Giannis is hurt and Giannis can't play, it's like, oh, now let's see if Chris Middleton can be the number one. He was put in that situation and he stepped up in a huge way, in a historically great way. Uh, and I, uh, it makes me so happy. Also, no, you don't. Yes, Evo, go ahead. No, I was going to say, also, Giannis Nakumo proclaimed that the day Chris Middleton retires after uh, the first game when he did that, uh, I think it was against yeah. the was it the Nets, the day that Chris Middleton retires will be the saddest day of Giannis' life. Yeah, and I the thing about, like you said, you're going to apologize to Chris Middleton. Zach, Zach Heilprin was rolling me over the coals the other day because I always talk highly about Chris Middleton now, but Zach dug up some tweets from like three years Ooh, ago. those are tough. He showed, was, me. he showed those to me. He, yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. Those are like, tough. And, and I'll tell the same thing to you. You don't need to apologize to Chris Middleton. The, the Chris Middleton right now is overcoming past failures and proving critics wrong. Like, Chris Middleton wasn't this player three years ago or even two years no, ago. No, you're right. And Chris Middleton has gotten better every year and every, every opportunity he's gotten a step better. So that's why, like, I, I don't like being critical of people. It's like, well, three years ago you said this, or even last year you said this. Well, Chris Middleton has gotten better and, and proven critics wrong. Like he's a different player now. Well, than that's he was what we said, Grant. Ago. We're like, we're like, this is an opportunity, a moment in time for Chris Middleton to be like, okay, this is this is who I am. I'm going to prove the doubters wrong, prove the haters wrong, and show you what I've been working on my entire life, my entire career for yeah. this moment. And he did it. He did it. Yeah, it's the same thing with the Hawks and Trey Young. Like a couple of months ago, the Hawks were terrible, and Trey Young wasn't even an All Star this year. And then the Hawks have a really good playoff run. So everyone's like, oh, you need to apologize to Trey Young. Like you were so right. No, 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 no. no. The Hawks became a different version of themselves. So people shouldn't have to apologize for being critical of them. Same with Chris Middleton, right? So that's very nice that you're willing to spend an apology. Well, it's more sarcastic than anything, Grant Pills, but yes, I'm going to do it. (laughs) It's theatrical. Hey, before this go, my friend, um, last segment, I did have a caller call in, and uh, I recorded uh, what she had said at the end. Uh, Take a listen to what... uh, Good caller Brenda said about calling into my show and not yours. Here, have a have a listen, Grant. Good morning, and that I called into you this week, and I haven't called into him this week, so you know. There you go. 
Did you hear that? <laughs> one, one more time, Greg. Just tell him good morning and that I called him to you this week, and I haven't called him to him this week, so, you know. There it is. I haven't been on this week yet. Tonight's going to be the first show of the week, but Brenda, I mean, we don't we don't talk about that part of it, okay? I'm glad that she realizes the weight of her calls and that it, this has turned into a thing. I, I love. I that did about ask Brenda. her. I didn't record it because I forgot to turn my mic on in the proper way in the audition to record it. But I asked her who yep. she loves more, me or you, and she said she pleads yep. the fifth. Wow, I'll take it. I'll I will take it. Take it. I don't need to be better. I just need to be simply as good as you, Evo. That's my goal every day. Grant, um, you are right on level with me. Uh, you are a God's gift to Sports Talk Radio. We love listening oh, to God. the Wisco Sports Show from 4 to 6. And we'll catch you tonight as your triumphant return having yesterday off. Go Bucks! Thanks Go. for having me, Evo. Always a pleasure, Grant. Have a good one. Go Bucks, baby. NBA Finals. Game 1 is tonight. 8 o'clock tip-off. Ooh, it's a late one. Out in Phoenix. Giannis Dendekumbo. Doubtful. I don't think he plays. We've seen uh, players, though, this playoffs, Rowdy, have a fast ascension from out to actually playing. James Harden, case in point. But I don't know. What Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show was on at 740 said, I forget who it was that had the uh, some big J, some blue checkmark brigade, saying that if the Bucks were in a Game 7 against the Hawks last night, that Giannis would have played. I mean, what do you think you do? do you, you don't rush Giannis back, obviously. The Bucks have been winning without him. So if Giannis isn't 100% or 90% or whatever it is the threshold is, do you see how the Bucks fare on the road tonight? I'll be completely honest. I kind of expect them to be out there. It's it's the NBA Finals. You've never been there before. There's no guarantee you ever make it back. It's already been known that you have no structural or ligament damage, so you're not going to hurt your knee or any ligaments or tendons or anything it's pain any management, worse right? than what it is it's pain management and it's the nba finals do you want to win or do you want to watch your team win or do you want to win or do you want to watch your team lose if it was me i would be playing it's like a pop quiz hot shot there's a bomb on the bus what do you do yeah i would be uh trying to defuse the bomb i'd be playing i actually thought he was on track to be uh, playing in tonight's game. I know I saw it wasn't necessarily like blue check mark, you know, big time journalists or reporters that were saying. You mean the guys who think they're better than us with the mustard stains on yeah, their shirt? That were like confirming that he was ready to go. But you saw some chatter that he had been working out and it seems like he's been getting better. And then you, uh, you saw some of the accounts that you're like, okay, well, these aren't necessarily verified journalists, which sometimes doesn't mean anything. But there were some reports that seemed like it was trending that he could be playing tonight. I want to give a shout-out to our guy Ben Kenny for hitting me up with this one. Uh, Susan Kim 4, talking to Bucks co-owner Mark Lazary on CNBC. Now, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but it's Mark Lazary. Quote, I'm pretty sure he'll play in the series. The question is when, said Lazary in response to the health of Giannis Adenikumbo on TMJ. Listen. I full well expect Giannis Dendekumbo to play in the series. The question is just, you know, when? Hopefully sooner rather than later. Because to your point, Rowdy, I mean, we've seen Giannis, well, when the Bucks clinched to go to the NBA Finals, there was Giannis Dendekumbo during the game, like, pacing the sidelines, pumping his team up. Uh, there he was, you know, I think I saw him jumping up and down a little bit. So Giannis also did some on-court work yesterday. Mike Budenholzer, the head coach, said, quote, he's had a good day, he's making good progress, but I don't have expectations either way. 
Chris Middleton also was asked about Giannis's availability tonight. He says, I couldn't tell you, man. I expected him to play the next game of the Eastern Conference Finals or come back the day he got injured. He still wasn't out there, so I couldn't tell you. See, that's what just doesn't make any sense to me. Because if I feel like if they went to a game seven, they said Giannis would have played and that would have been Monday night. Now we have game one of the NBA Finals. And it's Tuesday. That's a day later. And yet he's not going to play? I feel like Chris Middleton would have a little, uh, you know, finger on the pulse here. He goes, because he did say, I expected him to play the next game, i.e. the Eastern Conference Finals, or come back the day he got injured. So, I don't don't know. Uh, He also said, quote, Middleton said of Giannis, quote, just tell him to do what's best for himself and his family. Don't rush back in and put yourself at greater risk for a greater injury, but he's a guy, like you know, he puts in so much time and effort into his body to be the best version of himself. You're never going to get a full answer on these guys, um, especially in the NBA Finals. I guess we'll have to see. I don't, I want Giannis to play, but here's the thing. If he's not 100 or not, whatever the threshold is for Giannis, if he's not there, see how your team does, I guess, in game one. It's best of seven series. First to four, right? Now, obviously, I don't like just going out there and laying down and giving the Phoenix Suns a game, but the Bucks haven't been laying down for the teams you know, since Giannis has been hurt, or the Atlanta Hawks, I should say. They went and won on the road Saturday night. I didn't think the Bucs were going to do it. I thought they'd do it at the Pfizer last night. Well, we were saying we didn't think that they would win the game in Atlanta in Game 6 and close out the series. We thought it would come down to a Game 7 at the Pfizer. Atlanta is not the team that this Phoenix Suns team is. No. The Phoenix Suns team has way more talent on it. They obviously are a better team than the Atlanta Hawks. They made it to the NBA Finals. They have the Chris Pauls of the world, the Devin Bookers of the world. They've done the math. They're there. They're a good team. I, I, If I was Mike Budenholzer, I'd probably be doing everything in my power to make sure Giannis is playing tonight. <laughs> Would you be calling up Aaron Rodgers and be like, yo, hey, Aaron, remember uh, that game against the Bears when you like, broke your leg and then came back? What were you uh, injecting into your body? Because can I get some of that? I got a guy named Giannis that needs it. Give the man some Toradol ASAP. Yeah, I hope he plays. I'm Listen, I'm not expecting him to play. I hope he does. Bucks have been winning without him, but again, it was against the Atlanta Hawks, a much different team than the Phoenix Suns. And if you go back, it's the regular season, I know, but the Bucks never uh, beat the Suns. What, are they 0 for 2? Yeah, the 0-2 against the Suns lost both games by one point. And Giannis went off one game. What do you have, like 50 points? In yeah, Giannis went off in one game. And you know what was really surprising? He actually shot free throws in both of those games extremely well. But but they lost. On, on so one maybe Giannis hand, keep, keeps sucking ass from the free throw line? So on one hand, Drew Holiday didn't play in one of those games. Correct. He was out. And on another one, we saw Chris Middleton absolutely disappear. Where he did not show up, he did not make a single three, like we've seen in some of these games in the postseason. So Chris Middleton are, is like reborn again, Rowdy. There are some rooms in a room of for improvement from other players. Chris Middleton's been reborn again to whatever, a, definitely a better version of himself. Andrew Holiday's coming into his own as well. Brooke Lopez, same for him. Bobby Portis. And when you guy. look at the uh, other teams or the other players on the Phoenix Suns, you had Booker, CP3, and Aiton all play pretty good games in both 
contests. Yeah. And uh, Bridges actually had a huge game in one of those as well. Now we got to cheer against Frank Kaminsky, by the way.